There's a famous quote by French-American artist Louise Bourgeois that says, an artist can show things that other people are terrified of expressing. I draw a great deal of inspiration from this quote, and in it, I also observe a sense of liberation as well. As an artist, I am motivated to approach all things with unfettered curiosity and a sensible amount of skepticism. To keep my mind untethered to any presuppositions, hosting my own thoughts and opinions while never allowing myself to become rigid in them. When I look at my own life, I'm acutely aware that it's when I have moved towards what frightens me most that I then have experienced the most growth and transformation. There are profound and potent lessons waiting for us just around the river bend of our fears, and I am continually compelled to uncover what my fears can teach me. Welcome back to Audio Authentic. I'm your host, Maria Garcia, and this is your unofficial guide to being you. In the last episode, I alluded to wanting to discuss why I felt compelled to start this ongoing podcast about authenticity. We tend to be sharply aware of the hundreds of things that we find wrong with ourselves. Consequently, we are led to seek validation from external sources, believing that we will somehow find it outside of ourselves rather than inward. With that comes a deceitful negotiation with a myriad of falsehoods disguised as the answers to our cognitive dissonance. We become convinced that compliance is the only viable avenue to feeling acceptance and achieving beauty. Choosing obedience over your birthright, which is the ability to authentically express yourself and embrace who that is. I am here to lend my voice as a conduit for collective growth and for positive change, while hopefully providing you with temporary reprieve from the chatter of the world and in our minds. Like a canary in a coal mine, my aim is to warn you of the irrefutably treacherous consequences of not living authentically through doses of formidable truths and discussions on how to live a more fulfilling and unshackled life. Because nothing hurts us and others more than our own inauthenticity. As I mentioned before, there exists an inherent cognitive dissonance that all of us must contend with. It was out of my pursuit to surmount it that led to the creation of this podcast and what inspired its topic. Why is it, I've wondered, that we are told to be ourselves and then inexorably instructed on what exactly that ought to look like? For as long as I can remember, I have grappled with this paradox, and I know that I am not alone. One thing in life that is for certain is that it is tragic in essence. With that privy to your awareness, one may even say that life by nature is a pathological scheme, although this does sound somewhat nihilistic. Simply put, something is not quite right with the world. As an existentialist, I am highly concerned with the truth and with authenticity. 
Some may choose to ignore making these seemingly grim acknowledgments about the world or of themselves in favor of remaining ignorant. After all, they say it's bliss, don't they? Frederick Nietzsche believed that being authentic to who you are is a prerequisite to finding eudaimonia, a Greek word for happiness or welfare, however most accurately translated as human flourishing. His views on authenticity were that it is the responsibility of every individual to fulfill, that individuals must play an active role in shaping their own unique beliefs, but also be capable and willing to act on those beliefs when called to. Certainly, this can become a tall order when we are confronted with a deluge of implicit and explicit pressure, commanding us to conform to industry-standardized beauty. We are told to be unique, told to follow our dreams, when in reality, we are expected to remain within the confines of the status quo. Martin Heidegger was a 20th century German philosopher who introduced the concept of Dasein, this becoming a fundamental concept in existential philosophy. The term Dasein refers to the human experience as it is felt by the individual, the experience of being. A Dasein being stands back from everyday consciousness and is able to recognize and observe its own existence. Heidegger posited that the docile individual questions the meaning of existence apart from simply being in the world. According to Heidegger, docile is our primordial existential condition. However, it requires a baseline of rationality and maturity because, in order to be docile, one must confront their own mortality. Without this awareness, our everyday activities become enveloped in the mindless grind of the public, and we inevitably allow ourselves to become socially constructed, thus losing the essence of our own unique authenticity, a phenomenon articulated by Heidegger as being lost in the they, or becoming they-self. The they is a generic category used for denoting the collective consciousness it is part of us, not something that we can easily get rid of or necessarily should. It's always there. However, as you may have experienced, the more that we are absorbed into they self, the more we come to suppress who we really are. Alas, we become inauthentic. The they is but one of the ways in which we can come to understand the world we live in. At varying degrees, we sculpt parts of our identity in the ideas in which they have provided us. We can acknowledge that there is some utility in the they, however, to be they-self is irrefutably to be inauthentic. Confronting our own mortality and seizing our own existence is a worthy endeavor, and it is what I have set out to accomplish using this platform. 
according to the ideals of authenticity, each of us has our own path to tread. It has long been embedded into the value system of modern Western civilization, and when we betray ourselves, it is viewed as an unethical act. We can sense this within ourselves, and as I said in the previous episode, we can also detect it in others. The permanence of this ideal can be reflected in the words of Shakespeare when he wrote, to thine own self be true. However, despite its significance, many fail to live up to the standards of authenticity, choosing to shy away from the task and seeking the comfort of conformity is far more common. should we try to become more authentic? Why does it matter? And what are we risking by abandoning ourselves? To live in denial of oneself is a painful and disruptive experience, and it is felt by all of us. Using my own life as an example, it is when I have abandoned my own authenticity that I then find myself riddled with anxiety and feelings of self-betrayal. It's true that we covet authenticity when it is found outside of ourselves, whether it's in food, something that was handcrafted, or when it's detected in someone's character, we are primordially attracted to it. So why then deny expressing our own authenticity when it is so undeniably celebrated and has been throughout time? I know all too well that the fear of rejection and ridicule from others is enough to cause us to waver in our own convictions. However, I also know that the act of self-abandonment is a far more painful and isolating experience. Together, in this community that I hope to cultivate, we can achieve our own authenticity and we can celebrate it. We can begin to live up to the ideals of our true selves simply by starting to observe ourselves as a caring parent who would watch over a child. It is a good fight, and those who commit themselves to the practice will be rewarded as a result. I'll leave you today with one final quote, this time from American poet E.E. Cummings, who said, To be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best day and night to make you like everybody else means to fight the hardest battle in which any human being can fight and never stop fighting. Thank you for listening and you'll tune into the next episode, won't you? Where we dive deeper into examples of authenticity in the world around us. Thank you.